0: Welcome to The Home Medic, you're listening to the series on carbon monoxide in your house. Welcome to The Home Medic, where we help you keep your money in your wallet, your family out of the hospital, and the cage how-to voice of happiness in the studio. How are you, McKay?
1: I'm so great, Garth. How are you? I love that you think I'm the voice of happiness. I need to tell my children that.
0: (laughs) I'm sure they're already well aware. And
1: my husband.
0: Yeah, I'm sure he's already well aware, too.
1: I'm going to remind them of that every single day. Anyway...
0: We're uh, we're talking today about carbon monoxide generally, and in this segment specifically about how to kill off your family or how to keep your family out of the hospital. <laughs> I
1: try to keep him from being morbid, morbid. I do, but
0: sometimes morbid is just
1: you just go to the death place I just every go single time. Morbid. Okay, so what are we focusing on this segment? On the furnace.
0: And, um, and items, if you love, let's say, let's stop for a minute and just assume that you, you McKay and you, the listener, love your family. I do. Okay. So you're going to want to perhaps listen to the kind of stuff that we have going in this segment and the others that we've recorded and make sure (laughs) that family stays in the house and, um, and out of places that you don't want them to be.
1: All right, tell me about my furnace.
0: We're going to talk about uh, the the burn chamber itself. Now, I did an inspection. Oh, I'm going to say this was probably 10, 15 years ago, where I looked at this furnace, and it was nasty. You know, we've talked earlier about homes that were built in the 70s, and this one was built in the 70s, and that furnace was original to the house, and it was nasty. It had, uh, you know, a quarter inch of dust everywhere including the burn chamber
1: all right wow
0: should we spend a minute describing what the word what the word burn chamber means yes okay so that area where the flame happens mm-hmm. uh, the metal surrounding that is called the burn chamber it's right. the um, you've got the flame around it you got the metal it is the heat that goes through the metal that gets captured and distributed through the house all right. We don't actually take the heat directly from that burn chamber because that's got carbon monoxide and that air is supposed to leave the house. But um, anyway, so you've got... Uh, what you want to do is you want to make sure that you don't have any way for the carbon monoxide inside the chamber to actually get out into the area where that air is being distributed.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Does that make sense? Kay. Yes, that makes sense. So if you've got a crack in that burn chamber, then you have a way for bad things to happen
1: so did this particular furnace have a crack
0: this particular one had a crack and i didn't see it because the burn chamber actually had a quarter inch of dust oh no so i recommended that they have a um a furnace guy come out and take a look at the furnace and he cleaned it up and then he saw the crack or maybe he caused the crack who knows but then i got that 3 a.m phone call oh wow and so the lady wasn't happy. My point of view was that, hey, I, uh, you know, I, I told you to do what you did and that resulted in you saving your family's life. But she was still unhappy with me.
1: You should have found the crack.
0: Right. Uh, yeah. So
1: bring so, your cleaning bucket next time, Garth, yeah, and have clean seen out that furnace. That
0: quarter inch of dust. <laughs> so what I learned from there, is basically, that if I see a quarter inch of dust the next time, even though I couldn't physically see whether there was a crack or not, I needed to be more clear that that very could easily, very easily, could have caused the crack behind mm. the dust, and that I needed to paint the picture a little bit more dark.
1: Right. A little more serious. So, how do you keep your furnace clean?
0: So, there's, a, there, you know, basically the, the short of it, the 99% of it is to replace that furnace filter as often as it needs to be done.
1: All right. And uh, that is monthly in the winter?
0: It depends on the furnace filter type. You have those 30-day filters that are not worth a nickel. And right.
1: You know. And the, the better ones are actually so worth it. I was allergic to cats and uh-huh. bought a home where they had cats. And I was so sad because they only had one cat. And I was so sad after about a week because I was allergic to my house. <laughs> and then I got a really nice filter. And within about three days, it was gone. Yeah. It really does help.
0: There's a reason why dogs don't like cats is because they have a better judgment of who belongs in a house, in a house. <laughs> than we do.
1: That's funny. Some people might be mad at you for that, Garth. Yeah, there are cat I, people.
0: I think there's, there's segments in pretty much every, you know, there's items in every segment that I pretty much offend someone. Yeah. So if you love cats, it's okay. Offended. So you've got the filter, and like I say, that's 99%. You're going to want to make sure that you've got a good filter. You want to make sure that it actually filters the air. This often doesn't happen. Sometimes you've got a filter that maybe should be in a upper right or upper left to lower right slash, and I see where it actually has fallen the other way. So rather than filter the air, the air just brushes by it as it goes on its way into the house. Or into the furnace. Oh, wow. So Uh, you have to
1: pay very close attention to how you put that in.
0: And sometimes I will see where maybe you've got a 24 by 24 opening and somebody will put a 20 by 26 filter in there. So we've got gaps. Guilty. Guilty. Sometimes I will see where you've got a filter that's placed horizontally, and while it looks good when the furnace is off, it gets lifted like a boat when the air comes in from beneath, and so mm. it looks like it's filtering, and it's not.
1: Okay.
0: And all of the above is going to result, rather than dust on the filter, it's going to re- re- result in dust in the burn chamber, dust in the moving parts, dust on the computer chips, dust everywhere else, and then you're going back to carbon monoxide and your family in the hospital.
1: Or dead. Or dead.
0: <laughs> yeah, this time it was, it I'm was sorry, McCain I shouldn't that laugh. insisted on the it's dead It's just paste.
1: that I always wait for his morbid end. Okay, yeah.
0: anywho. Yeah, no, this time it was you that was the morbid one. <laughs> sorry. <laughs>
1: so, um,
0: yeah, the the filter, and we talked in one of the other segments about husky fur. Mm-hmm. And if you get two inches of husky fur, even on a filter that is properly placed, you can also have those carbon monoxide issues. So, and uh, I'm, if, if I don't mention that you should have your furnace serviced regularly, I will get tons of hate mail from the HVAC guys. So then we need to talk about what regularly means. The HVAC guys will tell you once a year, but a lot is going to uh, vary based on your lifestyle. For example, if uh, there's smoking inside the house, if, they, if you have a construction zone with a lot of dust, if you've got hairy, furry dogs, and you know, if you get other reasons why a filter would, would be more damaged or why, why a furnace would be more damaged, then you need to do it more often.
1: Well, and we just, you know, we bought a home and just used the same size filter that was in there. So that's what we would just go buy more. And if we wouldn't have had our furnace inspected, we wouldn't have known. He's the one who told me, oh, this is totally the wrong size. (laughs) I mean, I don't know. And I'm married to the most amazing guy in the whole wide world, but he doesn't know either. He
0: he is (laughs) awesome. So maybe that's one of those things you're going to want to, I'm going to actually recommend that you look at. Uh, the way to know if your filter is the wrong size, you're going to want to look at the opening. Uh, the,
1: But it doesn't say. Where does it say?
0: Usually it doesn't. So here's how you do that.
1: Get out a so tape measure. So what
0: you're going to do is you're going, yeah, get out a tape measure. <laughs> there you're you going go. to look at the opening. Now, let me teach you a word. It's called the plenum. You've got the cold air return coming into the furnace. Mm-hmm. Before we go into the furnace, that's the plenum. Sometimes that will be to the side. Sometimes that's beneath. But you're going to want to look from the plenum side, if you can, and just see uh, how big that opening is. And again, if you've got a uh, a 24-inch square opening and you're putting in a 30 by 10, it's not going to fit.
1: Right. I think ours was too small on one side or something. But I would have never known that because they just slide in there. They don't even... It's not like anything clicks into place or anything, it just no. slides and in there.
0: Sometimes, actually, they kind of sort of do because they will have a um, kind of the equivalent of a, of a clothes hanger, Oh. for lack of a better term, that actually holds that thing in place. Okay. Now, my favorite is Mine actually doesn't. the four-inch filter that you just slide in there, and it's going to stay because it's not going to tip over, and the air is going to uh, force that to stay where it belongs. If you have that uh, horizontally placed filter, the air comes in from beneath. You're going to want to make sure that thing stays down. If it's just sitting there and you're expecting gravity to do, you know, to keep that there, that's not going to happen. And then we go back to the furnace gets dirty, carbon monoxide, and and then uh, you can tell these guys what happens next. They die. They die. Everybody dies.
1: (laughs) Okay. So, basically have the right size filter make sure that uh you don't have dust inside your furnace if you do you need to call someone to check it out have it checked out yearly Mm
0: -hmm.
1: what else uh
0: you know there's there's a few other ways too you can have uh chimney issues we talked about the burn chamber let's let's talk about the chimney issues uh and then you can have holes in the flue should we do chimneys first or holes in the flue chimneys okay chimneys it is let's go back to the story where i was talking about ways for the water heater to result in death and it would be very similar you know you've got uh, quite often you'll have the furnace that actually vents into a chimney and then the chimney is expected to allow that air out to the exterior only that doesn't happen because we've got raccoons in there and they're bringing in hay you know who knows maybe we've got a huge wasp nest i saw the coolest wasp nest once inside a chimney Mm. it was like nine inches in diameter it was you know paper wasps it was beautiful but it was dangerous to the family right so you got those sorts of things going and you uh then your family starts becoming at risk Similarly, I have seen where people, and please, you the listener are way too smart for this to happen to you. So this doesn't apply to you, but it applies to your neighbor. So you're going to want to help him because he's he's a little bit less intelligent than, than you the listener are, or you, McKay, right? Okay, sure. Here it comes. I have seen where people will actually block the top of the flu.
1: Why?
0: Uh, because it downdrafts occasionally. And so I've seen where somebody will put a piece of wood up there and then hold that down with a brick or two. And when that happens...
1: But they wouldn't ever light a fire.
0: Um, yeah, they do because they put it up in the fall. Grandpa Joe puts it up in the fall. And, and they forget. And Grandma Maxine puts mm. uh, lights the fire a week later and then, you know the result, everybody dies. <laughs>
1: everybody dies. And that
0: actually happened in a story that I often uh, tell when this subject comes up. There was a newspaper article I read where that actually happened. Uh, Grandma didn't have a lot of money, so she put out a bid for some roofing work. She hired the cheap guy. Mm -hmm. And he got up, he got started, he left his tools up on the top of the chimney. And he comes back the next day, knocks on the door, let the lady know he was going back up. She doesn't answer.
1: <gasps> no.
0: Yeah. And you know the rest of the story. She didn't answer because she was dead. He blocked her chimney flue.
1: Oh, my goodness. That's a horrible story, Garth.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I'm going to get a whole bunch of fan mail from, from the Goths. and everybody I have to else recover from
1: me. that story.
0: Yeah. Not much of a story for for a voice of happiness. I guess that kind of makes me the voice of gloom. Yeah. (laughs) Gloom and doom. Um, You know, but I would rather be, I would rather paint the picture as dark as possible so that you, the listener, uh, understand that this is not a a subject to trifle with. And so that you know how to avoid all these sorts of subjects with your own family.
1: Absolutely. Oh, that is horrible.
0: So yeah, if you've got a, a chimney flu that is blocked in any way, um, that's flat out dangerous. And is I there a way you that. can
1: check it out yourself? Can you just get a ladder, climb up there and look in it with a flashlight? The
0: answer is yes, maybe. Uh, <laughs> you know, the, my answer is always maybe. But here's why it's maybe yes. If you feel comfortable getting on the roof, all right, then you can do it. Uh, As you approach that uh, chimney, you might want to just be a little bit careful because you might be startled by and you might be startling either a bunch of birds or a raccoon Mm. or who knows what, bats. And so approach that chimney carefully.
1: That is so true. (laughs) You get up there and they scare you off your ladder. That's not good.
0: Yeah. uh, The last thing you want is to have your attempt at being safe result in you falling off the Mm -hmm. roof. Mm -hmm. So as you do so, yeah, whatever you do, make sure you do it safely. Um, And a lot depends on you personally. If you feel comfortable on a roof, great. If you don't, don't do it.
1: Can you just look up the flu?
0: You can. Absolutely. You can open up that flu, poke your head under there, use a good flashlight. You can quite often see daylight all the way up. While you're doing so, you can actually see how much creosote is on that flu, too. And uh, the creosote, as I mentioned earlier, that is basically tar from the wood. And when that relights, then you've got a, a fire going all the way up your entire flue. That's not good. That that creosote needs to be cleaned, needs to be cleaned either with um, creosote logs that you burn or by a chimney sweep.
1: Do the logs work really well? They do work. Okay. That's great yeah. to know.
0: Okay. More information, HomeMedicUSA.com. And, uh, should we just dispense with your mansion this time or should we, uh, what what sort of a mansion should we paint for you this time?
1: I think we should just do a log cabin, just a little one.
0: Log cabin. We don't want the log cabin to burn down. Uh, let's see. We've got a furnace in there. What Mm -hmm. kind of furnace is it?
1: I don't know. My furnace is Are we doing
0: gas forced air or are you going to do like a uh, radiant heat system?
1: oh let's do a radiant heat system
0: okay radiant heat it's still exhaust to the exterior you still got the the combustion air source in there and um you know with the radiant you will need the hvac guy to you know we're, we're not talking about that in this segment because that is a lot more unusual but you will need an HVAC guy to go in and check that regularly. Um, a point that I, we should probably underline is that you do need to have your HVAC system checked regularly. And let's just define regularly as every two years.
1: Every two years. Okay.
0: Uh, and that is a general rule. Uh, a lot of HVAC guys will tell you one year and they will be right in certain cases. And those cases are where you have a lot more abuse potentially happening to your furnace. Dogs, dust, smoke, etc. Got it. Uh, I'm gonna go for two years, and then I just pissed off somebody else. But two okay, years years—that's most number. people love you. Yeah, most of them. I don't know. If I've they're managed alive. to piss off so many people, then I'm sure that all of my death and gloom is finished off.
1: Hey, you got to be able to handle the truth.
0: Okay, homemadeusa.com, and finally be yourself, because only I get to be this gloomy and actually make money from it.
1: That's true. <laughs> This is Julia McKay with your natural solutions tip for the day. Oh, we get to talk about emotions today, Julie. Woo-hoo! This is one of my favorite, favorite, favorite essential oils, and it is our specific blend called Cheer. Oh, I love Cheer. It is so amazing. It promotes feelings of optimism and cheerfulness and happiness. Who does not want to feel that way? I think you live on Cheer. Oh my gosh. All I know is if you're going to do any of the projects for Home Medic, you should probably be using Cheer. <laughs> If you'd like to know more, go ahead and contact us at natural solutions at hometicworld.com.